Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Mind my morning mood. I haven't had enough coffee, but boy, am I excited for our next guest. Episode number 49. Nick Tian and five years ago Nick released a record called There Is Not a Snake. We play a, a track from from that record on, on this podcast. It's it's a it's a real masterpiece, is what I'd say. Just get out there and listen, buy that record. Do yourself a favor, get into it. Wait till the end, where uh, Nick, uh, being the daring artist that he is, helps me clear the cafe, the bistro that we did the interview in. Uh, hope you enjoy it. We talk many a tactic. Our good friend, here he is now, Nick Tian. fluff on the back of my throat there i have it too we're, we're here with nick tian hi that's nick tian you hear that voice we're very our voices are very different nick they feel quite distinct i guess in comparison to each other i am a horrible monk he was a horrible monk wow that, you realize you sang my part Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're you, switching you, it. Yeah, you swapped me out. We're swapping it out. You we're here. Nick Tian on Industry Tactics. Welcome to the podcast, my old friend. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks and for tell me, me. The, the podcast is named Industry Tactics, and you're the first guest on the podcast to understand where the, the, the where it comes from. The joke. Yeah. So I didn't even know that you got the joke, but. Um, I, I went to music camps as a teenager and, okay. uh, you know, studying jazz as a sax player. You're jazz educated? I'm jazz educated. And uh, one of our, uh, one of the guys who would pop up all the time in music camps and clinics and stuff like that was Chase Sanborn, who uh, teaches uh, trumpet at U of T or did at the time. Yep. And he had this um, book called Jazz Tactics. Love that shit. Jazz Tactics. Yes. And it was very much like... Um, it felt like it was the secret yeah. for um, jazz books. Like if you didn't want to fully read the other books, yeah. it, it felt like he was like, check it out. Here's a jazz. You know, it sounded totally. like shortcuts. You yeah. know, it was like what was what like the branding of it seemed like. Yeah. You know, like here's a quick here's a quick shortcut. And, and Chase's persona was kind of like a chronically dissatisfied dude with kind of an intenseness to him. So 
it seemed like uh so you took camps with chase sanborn yeah i took camps wow. where i like I, I went to a, a fair amount of music camps as a teenager and That's most of the guys who were kind of around the scene and professors uh i had some contact with them when wow. i was like 17 or 18 you know so wow. paul reed or kelly Great. jefferson kirk mcdonald you know all those okay. kinds of people who are around like yeah. can canadian jazz dudes well, yeah, no, when I came across Chase Sambor, and I don't know when I did, but when I did, it really, it, uh, like, it struck me right away as, like, oh, this is something I need to make fun of. <laughs> I, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but it certainly comes off that way, doesn't it? I feel that way, too. Yeah. I, I mean, always kind like, of felt Do you like want to make it in the music industry? Yeah, Listen to yeah. this. And, and the podcast has not become that. It's no. just been conversations with musicians I know and love and respect. Watch your head. Oh, nice. And uh, and, and kill, yeah. uh, potentially. You, you know that Chase is first name is actually david as well right no shit it's got yeah. a jazz name mark Romain told amazing. me that his, his real name is is david sanborn and he changed it to chase because it's after got the coffee brand uh, wow that is heavy yeah it's a i kind need of a, a jazz cut. name yeah i need a fucking jazz name i gotta have him on the podcast friendly, friendly rich is sort of like a jazz name thank you thank you nick tian nick tian is on the industry tactics podcast uh, giving us all the ins and outs that he knows in his navigation through summer camps jazz camps so did you end up, where did you go to school uh, to study music? I went to Humber College. Humber grad, did you graduate? Yeah, kind of. I mean, wow. I got the, kind of I got the, the right three move. year diploma Okay. and then I finished the four year of music training and then there was like this online credits um, and I would just sign up for them and never uh, do them and lose all the money. I tried that a couple of times, Kay. getting zeros on things. It seemed really good. Yeah. Uh, turns out that I didn't enjoy doing, doing that. So I didn't, I didn't finish those, but. I did get the diploma, so I, I do have I do have Good a piece of you. paper on the wall, so Good. that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, 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 you're the real deal. Uh, when I first heard that record that you made, your your first record co is called "There Is Not a Snake." Yeah, and it's a masterpiece. I think I bought ten copies. You did. I remember. I remember the memo on the check that you wrote me. What did it say? It said genius. Oh, you're fucking right, man. And uh, shared it with all my friends, all all eight of them. Still have two copies left. If Perfect. you if you want to friend me on Facebook, I'll send you a copy of Nick's record. Well, you know what? We're just gonna blast this thing open, breaking the ice. This is the title track off of the the record. There is not a house, a snake. A snake. Yeah. Here it comes now.
my tired hands and take my tired feet Just don't take my money while I sleep I've been thinking hard at what the old man said Listen to the voices in your head I've been waiting so long, so long For the devil's worship song There is not a cloven hoof, there is not a snake That makes any of my That is a beautiful tune and a fucking great record. It's crushing top to bottom. Thanks. How, uh, tell us about that tune, Nick. So, if I had been, if that was a blues record, the, the, the title would have been maybe um, Ain't No Devil. Okay. Instead of There Is Not A Snake. So, it was kind of like this, kind of like Atheist Manifesto in a bit of an obscure kind of lyrics kind of thing. So, yeah. in the chorus, you know, the lyrics are like, I've been waiting so long for the devil's worship song. There's not a cloven hoof. There's not a snake that makes any of my mistakes. So the idea that there, if there's some external force yeah. that is somehow making your life good or bad, it takes a lot of agency out of the individual. So it's like, ah, as an individual, I'm going to decide whether my life goes well or not. Whoa. Instead of uh, instead of praying or uh, not praying to a devil or a god, just leave it with yourself, you know, and go for it. So that was kind of the idea behind it. Is that is that uh, are you are are you living by those words? I try to. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have any explicit spiritualist yeah. bent uh, uh, for or against. Um, but it struck me at the time particularly because I, I feel like I'm a person who's like kind of always on some kind of self improvement kick, yeah. whether I'm uh, trying to get practicing at a certain skill or. Um, 
you know, a certain perspective or a lifestyle thing. I'm kind of always like on my next, you know, like life yeah. hack kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. today's a good example. Like yeah. I have skating lessons tonight. I've really? Been, yeah. I've been taking ice skating lessons. Like you're a beautiful just man. Cause man. I just wanted to. You're what, you're what uh, Gordon in Germany would call a searcher. You're always searching. You're, you're not a believer. You're not a believer. You're a searcher. Hang on a second. Ladies. Please. Thank you. Incredible. Um, yeah, I, I command. I am a conductor. I can see that. Um, you're a searcher. So ice skating lessons. That's yeah. M- that's madness. I love it. Well, I never, I never, I never learned as a kid. Kay. And, you know, I grew up in a town with a lot of Where? What town? From, uh, I'm from Oshawa. That's right. Oshawa's and, own. And everyone plays hockey in Oshawa, you know, and they're really happy that Eric Lindros and Bobby Orr played on their minor league team or whatever. <laughs> the Jennies. But uh, my folks Harold took one. Ballard. They took one look at me, and yeah. they uh, they realized I had goon blood, and that if I got on skates, I'd probably be a violent Holy hockey shit. player. And people everywhere I go, people say, "Are you a hockey player?" Because I kind of look like one. I'm kind of a big dude, and so they kind of uh, took this other idea of like, "Hey, why don't we just let them play any other sport that isn't expensive or has that kind of culture to it?" Yep. Uh, but it meant I never learned how to skate, and now I'm at this point now where wow, you know, like I've bought skates a couple years ago and my wife and i and our friends like to go out and i kind of want to be able to skate backwards and whoa man spin around and shit like that so yeah yeah well respect to you for for constant seems to me like you're on a path of uh constant improvement which i I can get behind man yeah there's always some you know if it's a if it's a line graph there's lots of blips downward yeah but let's try and keep the overall on an upward swing right how's that brain of yours it's doing well yeah, yeah, I see that you're 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 kid you're you're on the threshold of life, as we like to say. <laughs> That's maybe true. So you're you're working now on your what would they call that? Your second record is that sophomoric? Yeah, I mean there was actually like one before Snake. There was an okay, EP okay. before Snake. Okay. I never released it digitally. I'm kind of sitting on it to re-release it digitally. Smart. Um, so this would be like, what does that make it a? After that, you know, after that it gets silly because you'd be a junior. It sounds you're silly. In the my junior release. Industry tactics is just you're in the industry at that point. Yeah, I think I'm just great. Uh, you know, so in I, the industry, you could call it my, my sophomore album. Yeah, but okay. it, it wouldn't be okay. my third. It wouldn't be my my second release. So anyway, yeah. So that that one's going to be called. Um, He's got a title. These little things. He's putting the title out there. The Jesus. title's there. These little things. Throws it out there like it's nothing. These little things. Yeah, loving that. Yeah, and um, it, it's like a mm-hmm. I don't know maybe like a seven song yep. uh, album that is just music I've developed with the the band I've been playing with for the last couple of years, my okay. band. Okay. Yeah. Um, can we hear a little bit of it or, or you don't have it ready? It's not ready yet. It's not right. we're, yeah. We're excited. That's coming out in yeah, the summer like part of, of 2017. Yeah. Summer 18? of 2018. Part Sorry. of, part of the uh, excitement of coming on industry tactics yes. is for the both of us to share mindsets leading into this process Go ahead. Of, of releasing something. So, wow. So uh, I'm here to, I'm here to learn from you as well as uh, just enjoy talking about myself on a microphone which i love to do you sound great thank you're you. not popping your peas you're fucking soft pee and thank you. Uh, good good work thank you um so as you prepare to release tiny little things these little things fuck, these little things yeah i'm an excellent listener um what are some of the things going through your mind of like how do you want to what's the approach you want to take with getting these seven tunes out there and and shared with our beautiful listenership well part of it is is i guess um you know, the last time I did an album uh, release, I yeah. put a lot into putting on like an event 
and I, I put I in, remember. you know, the publicity. You were there. It was great. Yeah, it was a beautiful event. You know, it was a great event. Yes. And then after that, I kind of <laughs> hadn't actually thought at all past that moment. You're going, wait a I was wait like, I'll do the event, and then what? everyone will know about it. Yeah. And then um, everyone will think I'm really great, and then from that moment forward, nothing will be hard ever again. Like, we that's kind of what I assumed, um, you know, to be honest. W and, wow. Uh, wow. Obviously, that was a little bit of, like, just pushing and getting it done, and then, yep. like, kind of just burning out really okay. fast right afterwards okay. so interesting i'm trying to kind of look a little bit further forward to like yeah you know obviously like put this thing out do a good show do a little tour yeah and then like put it on some digital platforms it really just kind of like what's the lifestyle and the schedule after that gonna yeah. be for me yeah because you know, like good, the last good, time good. it's been six years since my last release okay uh which is a long time and i, I probably could have recorded this most of these songs i've actually been performing for three or four years okay Okay. So, well, you know what? Don't ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't ask questions. Just follow it, and uh, and and super thrilled to hear when you when you reached out to me and said that you do have a new recording in the yeah. works and you're coming out with it. Like it's like, yeah, man. Like, I'm I'm thrilled to hear that it's coming out soon, and you, and you're you're working a bit of a plan around it, and 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 that's interesting that you say that of going. Yeah, actually, the hard part isn't isn't the the release itself it's like what do you do with it afterwards and, it, and it, you're right you can lose sight of that eh? i'm still pr i mean i still feel pretty clueless too right like so i'm trying yeah. to yeah i'm getting together with some of my mentors and friends to kind yeah. of find out like okay like yeah. then what do i do with this thing like and i've got a bunch of copies of previous releases in my closet and i've sold yeah. a lot of them mostly it shows yeah but after that point like is there any other measure for what i want to do with it right like whether i uh it'll be available for you know, being used in licensing or other yep. stuff. Like I, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm still like searching for as a, as a searcher. Searcher. As a not a believer. Searcher. You're a searcher. I'm still like kind of looking for like, okay, like what does that even mean? Like yeah. I ask people questions and they say like, oh, try this. But mm. you know, obviously, like doing is really the only way to figure it out. So. Yep. And and doing and doing and doing and, and releasing as much as you can, I guess, and and figuring it out as you yeah. go, which is part of it, right? But also like thinking outside the box which you you seem to do really well too of like you know your podcast for example oh yeah uh sing the flick with phil and nick very very uh very strange stuff that you guys are up to there that's a great concept right you, there. have you listened you've listened yes, to it yes yeah. yeah so so the concept for our listeners at home for the kids uh we've been on a hiatus for a little while but we'll probably come back this year yeah um phil and i phil miles phil guitarist, miles, shout musical out. director best shout friend out. Shell out to film. Phil and I um, get together, watch a film. Usually something that most people kind of know know about it, know where, how it goes, know what tends to happen in the film. Yep. And then that afternoon or evening, we tend to eat like a large pizza, maybe a large pizza each or an extra large between the two of us. You, you and your pizza. Love this. I have more pizza stories later. Please, industry um, tactics. And then we write an original song about that film and then we record it and then that's the podcast 15 minutes of us talking about the film and then an original song so we've done like um the notebook yes. um <laughs> big uh mad max fury road isn't that a great concept kids we enjoy it a lot tweet us at industry tactics can we play one of your uh one Absolutely. of your one of the tunes what yeah, do you want to sure. play what's one of your favorites oh from uh from, from the, the podcast, podcast. yeah um, this is exciting. Hmm. Come on. Actually, yeah. I think I think um, from the notebook. Set us up here because we here sing it, it as a duet. Okay. Uh, Phil sings it as Ryan Gosling's character. Jesus. And holy. I sing it as Rachel McAdams. Okay. 
beautiful. This is beautiful. character. I forget beautiful. the names of the characters. Yeah. No, no. A little and, bit of Canadiana right there, I think, right? And uh, yeah, it's Canadiana. Hollywood stars. It's a duet. It's a yeah. love song between uh, two star-crossed lovers. Here it comes now. Uh, what's it called? How Long Must I Wait? Here we go. I met you at the county fair You had big blue eyes and strawberry hair So I climbed to the top The top of the ride Didn't care if I fell Didn't care if I died I have no cash But lots of wood Let's go to the movies Let's hang out soon Come over to my daddy's bluegrass bench Are you still doing Latin, still doing French? How long must I wait? How long must I wait for you? How long must I wait for you? He's also handsome and polite. I can't believe that since that night I've thought of him most every day. He makes my sorrow go away. My love, all of my fears with you, they disappear. It's true, I don't want summertime to end, but all things must, I guess. How long must I wait? How long must I wait? been so long it's been seven years and i finished the house and i grew a sweet beard and i'm back from the war and i lost a good friend why didn't you answer the letters i sent my life is so empty haven't you heard try to sell the old house but that would be absurd i'll still sit on the porch and i'll stare at the lake wonder if it's too late how long must I wait? How long must I wait for you? How long must I wait for you? Yeah, I, I guess I'll marry that rich southern guy. My mom's still Just die here 
I could just die with you. I could just die with you. Listen to Phil Miles. That was How Long Must I Wait, the, the duet between Nick Tian and Phil Miles. Listen to Phil Miles hitting those notes, eh? Who knew he had such a tongue on him? Sing the flick with Phil and Nick. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. um a Freya stocks just went down. He's he's a he's actually like a beautiful singer yeah. and uh he has this great way of just kind of communicating. He Phil's a real karaoke artist as well. He's one okay. of the best karaokers you'll ever find. You know what I noticed about Phil Miles, my relationship with Phil Miles, you just got to let him talk. He has yeah. got some beautiful things to say. You just got to shut up. Yeah. And on that note, take the mic, Nick. Where are we going next with the podcast? Well, that's a good question. Now, you're from a long line of tea and blood. Yeah, there's some tea and Tea and blood. There's some tea and blood for pumping sure. Pumping through those searcher veins. Yeah. Um, what's that like to have Rob Tien as your older uncle? Unky <laughs> <laughs> Rob, my, my brother. Um, it's interesting. Like, he's um, a lot more of an organizational mind around music than I am. Okay. Uh, he does a lot of composition and arranging, and now he works as a film scorer in, like, yeah. in L.A. Yeah. And also, you probably don't, maybe you don't know this, but my mom's a songwriter as well. Holy smokes. Yeah, Lenore. Lenore Tian? Yeah, her, her, her uh, moniker is just Lenore don't or you, Lenore Lane. Don't you tickle the name Lenore on your record? No. I don't Lenore. think so. I thought you fucking referenced that. Anyway, I knew I knew Lenore from your your really? your world. Do you is there a lyric where you might bust out the the name Lenore, or am I dreaming here? I think you're having a beautiful dream. Okay, okay. I don't believe there's a Lenore on there. What's the name of the tattoo on her arm? Oh, that's Isabella Morris. Yeah. Okay. Which was my grandmother's name. There you go. Not Morris, but the first okay. name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So your mom's a songwriter too. Yeah. Yeah. She's put out like. I think three or four records. She's putting another one out this year. Wow, man. Yeah, Ken Whiteley is producing it. I can't wait to do some digging. Let's do some digging into the yeah. Lenore. Just Lenore? Lenore.com. You can okay. find it at Lenore.com. Yeah. How interesting yeah. this is. And yeah. so to have your mother and your brother in the yeah. game, and yeah. you're the younger brother in this dynasty of tea and blood. I'm the baby boy. Yeah, it's true. Holy smoke. Yeah. And you're such an, a unique voice, I got to say. Thank you. That we must preserve. Is it nicktian.com? Yeah. Get into this get into this man's work, gentle listener, if, if it's if his voice is new to you. Genius written on that that was probably the last check I ever wrote. Because the check is dead as the C D is it's dead. It's over, yeah. The C D and the check are dead. So what do you do uh, when you know, you, you, you just do e-transfers. I'm e-transferring shit to everyone. Wow. Yeah. Tons of tons You just of print that. the receipts off from your stuff? We talk, you want to talk about CRA audits as an industry tactic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, so I'll print out at the end of the year for my accountant yeah. all of the e-transfers, and I'll realize I spent, you know... I'll have to bleep it out. You know, a perverse <laughs> amount of money yeah. on these yeah. e-transfers. Little little ticks at a time. Little yeah. nicktines at a time, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's how we account for it at the end. Of, it's just a massive loss, Nick. Oh, sure. A free of stocks are are going way down. What, what are those stocks? Well, we can't talk about it. 
Oh, the Nick, uh, he was inside. Uh, Phil Miles and I know that the Afria weed stock. Oh, is going no, Phil and I have talked. The you don't rough, have to say anymore. Yeah, I know all about Phil's. You're on the inside. You're in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I don't have socks, but I have Phil. So if he wins, I win. Philly baby, Philly yeah. baby. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. We owe you. you yeah, so I, you know all those guys. You're in the mix with all those pukes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, there's a cohort of a couple of years that you're in contact with. Yeah. And then it sort of extends a little bit as those people meet each other. But yeah. it's not like I know everybody, but I know a lot. Yeah. And who are some of your, your, your close guys there or gals there? Karen Ng is a big, is Ooh, a really close shit. friend. She. Karen's a close friend. Yeah. Shout Phil, out. of course. Yeah. I mean, oh, just Phil, like. Phil's Humber too. Eh? Phil's Humber, yeah. Oh. Nick Bulgin is Humber. Wow. Jeez. Um, Lord have mercy. Uh, what about Joe Simpson? Earnwine, Alex Earnwine, Mike yeah. Simpson. Simpson? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice little family there. That Tom Uwas was Humber. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Tommy. Big shout out to Tom Uwas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. There's okay. a lot. Okay. John Meyer, did you serve any John time Meyer. with John? John yeah. Meyer, yeah. Hey, John. Hi, John. Famous John's. for his gut string yeah, back gut, in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Still famous for his yeah. gut string. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, wow, Nick. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people. And what have you learned? What's the biggest tactic that we got to hit home to our kids at home listening? My tactic, we were talking about this, mm-hmm. was, um, you know, as a writer, as a guy who writes, mm. I have all these identities, disparate identities as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, like, Sometimes I'm a saxophone player or a side by some guy. Sometimes I'm a bartender or I'm like, you know, doing whatever for yep. work. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the time I feel disconnected from, I feel like the truest identity, which is one of like a songwriter and an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, people give you a lot of advice and they say, oh, you should really keep doing this. And, and I have an example for you. Like um, you've done those Cameron House residencies before sure. where you play for years and you play every week. Yeah. I had I had like uh, a monthly there and at the Rex for for three years. Wow! And I was doing these gigs all the time. Yeah. And the gigs were existing, and I was living for making a bit of money and getting everyone paid. Yeah. But the music was really not growing much. Mm, interesting. And I felt like that because of uh, I wasn't really thinking ahead, and I wasn't thinking about like what got me here, which mm-hmm. was like writing tunes and being excited about it. So what I'm trying to do now, what we were talking about earlier and what, what I'm, I'm trying to project is like, you know, what's the plan? Like, what do I want as opposed to just what's available? Mm. Cause there's a lot available. Like if you're at it, you know, you can, you can play plenty of shows and you can continue doing things, but mm. you wake up one day and it's been six years and you have a record that you dreamed up years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa, okay. I, I got to get this thing out so I can keep moving so I can keep projecting new things. Right. So. That's my tactic is just like, like, don't listen to anybody, <laughs> you know, like, like, like follow, like uh, for me right now, I'm, I'm just realizing to just follow like a deeper gut sense yeah. of just like, yeah. Okay. Of like, why? Of why? Of answering the, the question. Yeah. Why are yeah. you doing this? What, what is it? And, and maybe zooming out a little bit and going, where, where, where do I want this to go? And you know, yeah, I think your personal happiness too, around the whole thing about being creative and. And, and navigating that is, is uh, always got to be in the foreground. Totally. Or, and I, yeah. And I remember when I was, like, studying sax and I was really obsessed with, um, like, Coltrane and Sonny Rollins. It was always, like, you know... Who are these guys? Uh, the jazz, well, it was, and it was always, like, you know, these guys who are really Coltrane. good being really dissatisfied. Yeah. And being like, it's not good enough. I got to back off. Uh-huh. You know, I need to, like... And, yeah. and I, I took that, you know, as a younger person, I took that to be like, okay, I have to be toxic around my work and, like, just wow. push myself too hard. Wow. And what I'm realizing now is it's more like, no, you have to have a standard and a goal 
And that's where the compromise doesn't come in. You got to get there. Hmm. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do now is just like kind of find the next level that I want to get to and just set it up and then keep going. Right. Yeah. And I think when you were saying don't listen to anyone, I think that you just meant like be persistent and and preserve on your end what's important yeah, i'm not saying you're, ex- you're explicitly in, yes yeah, don't live to in people. a vacuum yeah no no i get i get but it. but yeah. i do find that you know a lot you, of the you're people asking I, a lot of people that you you know and love about what what oh they yeah. recommend yeah yeah, yeah. but that's Just solicited advice that. yeah yeah you know good, and i think good, that's good, maybe good. one of the ah, things is, is having a, having a question um but, cool, cool. but you know i remember like i was saying this to somebody like that we both know like when i when i was in the midst of doing these residencies where it was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing these. They're not going so well mm-hmm. um, for me. Like, you know, I'm feeling like we're not growing and mm-hmm. I'm not. And, and that person was like, man, trust me, you got to just keep going. You just got to keep doing these. Mm-hmm. And the truth was that um, they, that person wanted me to keep doing it because uh. it validated the way that they like to do right. their work, right. how Good they one. approach Good their one. creative. Work. And that might be just fine for them, but Absolutely. not necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but so I probably Good kept one. doing some things I wasn't actually really pleased with for an extra year locally because I was like kind of just following in the whim of like, well, it's, it's, you know, why would you say no to something good? But it's like, if it's not actually what you're really going for in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, there were opportunities that I probably could have taken. So I don't have regrets about it, but I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more clarity in a particular direction now. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. You're, uh, you're, 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 would you consider yourself to be a bit of a perfectionist? And it, 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 how does that all play in? Like you mentioned your neuroses. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about them. Sure. Um, I don't demand exactly perfection, but I okay. feel like when I lose, when I don't, um, when I don't bring a full effort, Yeah. you know, so I feel like the actual product, I'm not a, a crazy perfectionist about. I've always been very comfortable uh, as my peers would know, making mistakes on stage. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, if I haven't put in, you know, kind of this cursory amount of work to prepare. Yeah. Like I, when I would play a show, I I, um, I have this kind of like full day understanding that like, okay, I'm performing tonight. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that means I should kind of live a certain way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Until I perform, you know. Interesting. Like, like getting into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for example, I like to exercise. Yeah. And if I don't exercise the day of a show. Yeah. I feel a little bit like off kilter. Yeah. You know, and even on like a more visceral level, if I don't kind of like lift weights and kind of mm-hmm. like feel an intenseness uh, coming into it, I, I just, wow. I just. You know, so it was yeah. this funny thing where I remember I would, uh, Spencer Cole is a drummer in town. I don't know if you know Spencer. Mm. Him and I would run into each other at the YMCA on Saturday afternoons when yeah. I always had a show that night. Yeah. And yeah. he would go like, man, you're kind of going crazy over there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got something I have to do. Wow. And wow. Um, so I try and live a certain way like that. Like That's I try nuts. to kind of develop yeah. these lifestyle habits that they just like, if I don't, it, they're not exactly compulsive, but it's sort of like yeah. I feel really validated when I fulfill a practice, you know? Yeah. I love the uh, the idea of like always being on and and that goal of like you were talking earlier with me off off the when before I hit record here about how you don't want to separate you always want to be an artist you don't want to separate and go okay now I'm wearing this hat no you should be able to go to the piano at any time during the day and boom there it comes I mean maybe that's not realistic though I don't know for some artists 
it's all about the moon, I guess. But but well, wh- I think wh- I I've let myself yeah. uh, give into that kind of muse illusion a little yeah. bit, yeah. and I've been doing some reading lately about yeah. trying to kind of just, you know, guys like Lou Reed would sit down and, and work all day. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they would keep office hours of writing, eight yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, or yeah. Stephen King's yeah. like that. He would sit down and write. Yeah. And uh, I've been reading this book, uh, this series of books by an author named Stephen Pressfield. Okay. And he just writes these. Th- um, the War of Art is the main one. Mm-hmm. But he kind of writes this series, and he, he's really smart because he writes the same book every couple of years and mm-hmm. releases it with a different title. And the whole thing is yeah. um, shut up and just complete work, you know, oh. and, and, you know, finish a draft of something before yeah. you give up. And I did that this week. Like, I'm again, I'm just always trying to lately just push myself to kind of be um, more prolific because I uh, – when I first started, like, the songs that are on There Is On A Snake – I wrote a lot of those in a period of a few months. Like yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah, write yeah. a couple yeah. of songs in a few weeks. Uh-huh. And then the last couple of years, I would write three or four songs a year, mm. despite like being capable. Like, so with this mindset lately, like I just sat down at midnight on, on Monday yeah. and I wrote something and went to bed at 2 a.m. And it was done Great. and it's, and it's finished and it's good. Great. And I, I do feel strongly, mm. and this is something I've convinced myself of otherwise in the past mm-hmm. that if I do something and complete it, it's likely actually very good because it's done. Like, like there's not necessarily, obviously like sometimes you, you produce a piece of work and it'll be like above the grade, but the fact that you're showing up and doing what you're capable of doing, it's probably going to be a lot better than you expected. And so I've, I've done all kinds of reading about that sort of thing, but I'm always trying to like believe it and live it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of like the next step for me, I guess is just trying to like, you know, I, I want to kind of be one of those people that uh, writes and releases, and I don't even care if it's high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd like, I, I would like, um, I feel a degree of guilt about having not released anything for six years. Man, fuck. And it's 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 not even because I. Uh, that sucks. F- yeah, it, it's it's mostly just because I feel like it was like silly little things would slow me down, or even the the project I'm completing now, like it's yeah. been going on for a long time. And uh, I'm at a point now where, like, I might just start recording this stuff on my dictaphone and pressing it on a piece of anything. Right. Just because, you know, honestly, people just want to hear the songs. Like, yeah, man. They don't really care if it sounds uh, one way or the other. Like, some of my favorite recordings are... That's um, charming. Are just whatever, do right? That. Yeah. Yeah, like, I get it. Well, that's cool, Nick. Maybe what happens now is all this fucking pent-up guilt. Yeah. And I the dormant so. and the dormant teen, you can't look back on that. Maybe no. what it does is all of a sudden, hang tight, boom, crank it, and all of a sudden there's this output. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but I like where you're at with going. Yeah, but I think we beat ourselves up as artists a lot, saying, "Oh, did you? What? What? Okay, what's next? Wait right. a minute, I just, I just released something. Hang tight here. Like, give it, give it a minute." Yeah, you and know, that actually, I, for me, I, that actually creates. Like the idea that's of that's annoying. Well, the you know what, but but the idea of it being like what's next, yeah, it makes it sound like like yeah, like, like that's a future event. Whereas like if I'm just if I'm yeah. just again if I'm just kind of yeah. like hitting it the way that I'm talking about, yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, because like I don't know, like I mean I've, I I I could sit down in a week like yeah. um, this record for example, it's kind of a cool story. Uh-huh. Um, Freeman Dre, who's another yeah. songwriter. Do you know Dre? Sure. Yeah. So Freeman Dre. Uh, he's a he's a really good friend of mine. We used to play a lot of oh shows wow. together, and he has this cottage. And a couple of years ago, I just started at my um, 
school at, at York and I on reading week I would I just wanted to get away I wanted to just I had 10 days I just wanted to get out of the city and make a bunch of music okay. totally by myself so I like wow. I talked to Dre and he hooked me up he has this cottage in Huntsville yeah great. and I went there in the middle of winter the snow was like up to your hip it was yeah. crazy yeah and I wrote like four songs in a week uh-huh. and they're all on this record uh-huh. and they're all really good uh-huh. and um I a hundred percent knew I was capable of doing that, but I never present myself, present myself with the time and the space to be able to sure. pull that off. Sure. And so that's what I'm, tr- you know, like the, the idea and what I'm talking about now is like, yeah. what's next? Like, I'd like not to have to drive myself 300 kilometers into the middle of the woods with a, a hip high of snow to get to that to honor space. the process yeah. and create. Right. 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 The idea good is one, that maybe one. if I'm not escaping my, my day to day life so yeah. much to write. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be such yeah. a concerted effort. I mean, yeah. I love that process. I, and I would love to do residencies and retreats like that again in the future. Sure. They're, sure. they're amazing. Yeah. But like. But there's nothing stopping you right nothing at your own from at just your doing own it desk. right now. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And, and, uh, and I on that note. Nick. Cheer. What's next? I'm kidding. Sorry. I have to defend my crown this summer. Yeah. I won a pizza eating contest in July of 2017. You're my you're my hero. Yeah. So that's something I've been thinking about a little bit. I guess that's actually a few months away. Um, where will it, you do that? Like there's a street festival in um, the Kingsway neighborhood, which is where my bar that I work at is. Okay. Um, so like Royal York and Bloor. I guess that was a, a couple of months couple of months ago so I, I you know i ate a pizza faster than anyone or you're um, you're, you're a good man you're a hero you're fucking it's such a beautiful yeah little video clip when i saw oh that you saw yeah of course the, yeah the cell phone in your crotch area yeah i just put shooting it shooting up while you're facing just it's it's unflattering and monolithic so at the same time i, I wanted to look it. like i was as yeah. tall as no, the you're, stage you're a giant and yeah. you're a giant of a man and just pounding that pizza like there was no tomorrow yeah. and winning yeah yeah so i mean i i don't know i don't actually i haven't had the opportunity to win a lot of things no um just because it's actually really hard to like participate in something and then someone say you've won yeah you have tons of great experiences but unless you're like i mean like who wins right no no, exactly like actual like first place like what's even what things even have a first place like nothing has a first place yeah yeah and it gets really dicey when you get into the music business and uh like festivals i'd hate to win any of that like Like, like, that's horrible sounds like a curse to win that's not why we're in this tell me though what one of the most memorable like experiences in making music so far has been for you like what like really sticks out is like that was a beautiful moment a beautiful moment or yeah huh or just a reminder of why we do it you know what really sticks out just looking back could be about that could be a, a moment in a rehearsal room at Humber. Could be sure. wi- winning that case of bar in Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh, yeah, could yeah, be, that's know, a good one. Anything. That's a good one. Yeah? Um, sure, I'll share that. Um, <clears throat> I was at this um, community beach music festival party in uh, New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. Great. On a beach called Mel Murby Beach which is uh, where my friend and drummer and compadre Neil McIntosh's family is. Cool. And um, I hadn't brought enough beer because I just underestimated the culture of what was going on there for the weekend. 
and there was like a case of beer. It was like Olans, and it was an wow. acapella singing contest to win the case of beer. Wow. And so I went up and I sang the parting glass, which is an Irish closing song. Okay. It's kind of like a wake song or, Oh wow. and, uh, it was great because I was singing to this microphone and it was just right in front of the ocean and I could feel the reverberations of yeah. like the openness yeah. coming back. Wow. And everyone freaked out. Yeah. And the beer was so warm and it tasted so good. Wow. So occasionally, once in a while, like maybe once or twice a year, I'll yeah. be in an environment where doing that kind of thing. I forget what that's called. There's a name for that when Irish people just sing. When they just get in a bar and one guy just wails out a ballad. There's a term for it. Yeah. Like Irish balladry is like the yeah. umbrella, but there's like an yeah. actual word for it. I forget what it is. But it's something that like I've, I've always been kind of amused and interested yeah. by. And like my heritage is Irish, but okay. I have no connection to most of it. So. Wow. Um, but that was that was one of those things because you know like just bringing nothing but your your yeah. voice yeah and just doing you got a it. beautiful voice man thanks do you want to walk us out with that tune yeah I can do it it'll freak this whole place out Will is that it? okay <laughs> yeah because yeah. if I do it I have to do it right wow okay but but the mic just be cognizant of the yeah. how powerful because you've got a powerful yeah voice that's here. the thing that's what i kind of when i do it it's kind of one way right let's freak this fucking place okay. out man <clears throat> nick t and we love you we thank you walk us out with this this magical moment thanks rich oh all the money i had I spent it in good company And all the harm I've ever done Alas, it was to none but me And all my words for want of wit To memory now I can't recall so fill to me the parting glass. Good night and joy be with you all. All the comrades there I had, they're sorry for my going away. And all the sweethearts there I had, They'd wish me one more day to stay. But since it falls, I gently rise and softly call that I should go. You should not. Good night and joy be with you all. Was that not incredible? What a conversation. Thank you, Nick, for opening up and making time for the podcast. Join us next time for episode 50. Uh, if you want to know more about Nick Tian, go to nicktian.com. And it, thank you so much for listening to these 49 episodes. Uh, let us know what, what you're thinking. Tweet us at Industry Tactics. Say, I am a listener. I am a tactician. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again, and we'll see you again next time on Industry Chactics. Goodbye.